Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Tech Tuesday here on INE Live. I am your host, Catherine Brown. Today is all about motivation, inspiration, and what it takes to achieve success in your dream career. We have the perfect guest for all of this, whether that's cybersecurity, cloud networking, or really anything in the tech industry, you will find value in hearing Lily Clark's story. I know I find a ton of value in just listening to what she has to say. Uh, we are sitting down with her today, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we get started, I uh, want to catch you up on what we do every time we stream here on INE Live. Let you know we are streaming live right now across many social, social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe with notifications turned on for whatever platform you are using so you can stay in the loop when we do go live. And of course, we want you to get involved. Talk to us, talk to others, get uh, you know, get going in that chat there. We encourage you to ask questions, to bring your questions. Um, if you have a comment, just drop it in the uh, the comments there and we will check them out. If you have a question, do us a favor, drop a cue at the beginning so that our moderators um, and our teams can find them very easily as we're going over and, um, and talking to Lily. And we'll get to, of course, as many questions as we can today. And with that, we want to bring in Lily Clark. She is a familiar face, uh, certainly at INE and uh, with INE Live as well. She worked here at INE for several years first as a client success rep, and then as a consumer communication specialist in the marketing department. Uh, but actually what Lily fell in love with was cybersecurity. And as she was working her day job uh, at INE, she started taking INE training, eventually, eventually earning her EJPT certification. And that really kicked things off for Lily. Since then, her career has absolutely taken flight. She's currently an offensive security consultant with Echelon Risk and Cyber. Lily, we're so excited, uh, first of all, uh, for for your where you are in your career and everything. And thank you for joining us today on the show. Hi, thanks. I'm so excited to be here. It's like a homecoming. It's, I know. It's great to see you again. I was thinking, uh, well, this will be great. It'll just be a chance to, to catch up, see what you're up to. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, first, I want to, want um, for the audience's purposes, and, and quite frankly, for mine, I want to hear a little about what you're doing right now, what, what you're job involves at Echelon, what your position is, and kind of what, what you're doing in your day-to-day. -day. Sure. So I'm working at Echelon Risk and Cyber, like you mentioned. Um, and we believe that security and privacy are human rights. And with our suite of services, we're built to protect them. So that's anything from defensive, advisory, VCSO services, and offensive, which I'm a part of. Um, so a lot of my day-to-day -day is um, testing applications. So I'm primarily on um, web apps right now. So um, depending on the day, I am communicating with clients, I am testing applications, or I'm writing reports. So at, let's let's dig into that just a little bit. So what, what kind of applications are you testing? Right. So primarily web applications. Um, we do some we do internal pen testing as well, um, but I'm not leading those quite yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, mostly the web apps right now um, is what I'm focusing on. Awesome. Are you are you uh, enjoying yourself? Well, of course. <laughs> and it helps having a team that's so supportive too. Um, you know, it feels like we're all in the same boat, and we're no, no. We we get so excited. Uh, being able to test a new application and seeing where we can go with it. Yeah, the uh, that's something I certainly find in the tech industry is that there is so much passion um, driving people. You know, more than more than other industries um, that I've 
certainly that I've worked in, but um, I love the passion. I want to get to your backstory a little bit and kind of fill people in. And, and now that we know what you're doing now, just kind of start from back it up a little bit. Um, so how, I guess, how did you first realize that you enjoyed cybersecurity? Even because you weren't working in it, right? You were a customer uh, success Right. So I was um, working, Elon Security was mostly the company I was working for. So when I first started at INE, um, I was the sole uh, customer support and client success rep for um, eLearn Security. And so a lot of our clients were, of course, students of cybersecurity and pen testing. And that's actually where I first even learned that hacking had anything to do with cybersecurity because that's not layperson's knowledge. Um, now that I'm in the industry, I'm like, obviously, that makes so much sense, but it's not something I realized before. Um, and so, I, one, it helped me um, connect with our clients, understanding their daily struggles just by learning it, but also, of course, it was encouraged by management that we try it out for ourselves. Sure, you know, <laughs> and, dogwood, right? Exactly. And, you know, that felt right for me from an integrity standpoint as well. You know, I didn't want to just tell people what to do and be copying and pasting all of this uh, information from our instructors without understanding at least some of what I'm saying to make sure that I'm guiding them in the right direction. Um, but yes, our I recall our management, um, there was there was some friendly competition as to who would get certified first. And um, I am a competitive person. <laughs> so <laughs> um, at first, I will say, like, it wasn't an instant love. Um, I, I wasn't that familiar with computers. I had never um, been on a terminal before. I'd never used Linux before. So all of that learning curve took a little bit of time. Um, but after a little bit, you know, once I was getting into that third section of the PTS course, when you start actually um, exploiting things, that's when it got a lot of fun. And that's when I was telling people, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is this is the trajectory. And I was pretty open about that, even at INA. <laughs> this, is, this is where I'm going. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember that. Again, we, we worked in the same department for a while, and I remember when you came over to the marketing department um, because you transitioned from from client success into consumer communication specialist doing a lot with social media and i remember even then um, as you were sort of still like going through all of this you were very very open about the fact that you know you you were you, you were falling in love with cyber um i have to bring up a couple of these comments because i i love them bob bob writes lily clark the ejpt queen is back yes you can claim that put on your crown girl and uh, Mark Harvey writes, I actually took the EJPT because of Lily Clark. So that's awesome. Apparently, I cannot talk today, so forgive me, but that is awesome. Awesome, Mark Harvey. Fantastic. Um, and, and really, that's one of the reasons why we're, we thought it was so important to bring you on the show, Lily, because your journey, I think, is, is so relatable to so many people who are going through this, whether they're in the process of making an, a total career change, whether they're in high school, whether they're in college, whether they're in their mid-20s whatever people are doing, you know, the fact that you, you came to this industry kind of with, 
I, I guess it was almost a, almost a surprise to you, right? Is that is that fair to say? It was almost a surprise to you that you kind of found, found yourself in it? Completely. Yeah. No, I, I had never pictured myself um, as a hacker <laughs> working with computers. You know, if you Google hacker, like, probably not my face that's coming up. <laughs> You're probably seeing a black my hoodie. Now, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's just not something that I had particularly considered for myself until I realized that it was doable. You know, you just the resources are out there and, you know, take some time to learn them and you can do it. So I want to want to push you a little bit on that. Um, you right. You obviously did it right. You're working a day job. You have other responsibilities. You did this studying at night. Um I think, as you said, it kind of started out as, okay, this is something that, you know, I need to know for my job. But then it sounds like it kind of went beyond that for you, right? It became like, okay, I'm actually super interested in this. Um, but the studies are pretty demanding, um, d- really depending on which which track you take. But in general, I mean, you went, you went for the EJPT and um, it's pretty demanding. How do you balance that working full-time, studying, and you did it you know, it's not like you took five years to do it, right? Like you did it pretty quickly. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I am <laughs> not a balance queen, if I'm anything. <laughs> You're a cyber EJPT queen. You are an EJPT queen. <laughs> yeah, not quite balance. Um, yeah, there were definitely times where I would just binge my studies and it wasn't always the healthiest, let's be real. <laughs> But the cool thing about these um, self-paced studies is there really isn't that timeline to it. So you can binge and then take a little break and then binge and then take a little break. Um, I was highly fueled by competition at first. Um, And when I feel a little competitive, I am going to binge my studies just to get a leg up on the the competition. (laughs) Um, But then past that, when I joined the community, I, I got on Discord, I got on LinkedIn, um, I saw other people really passionate and studying in, in their free time on nights, on weekends, and, you know, I, I wasn't alone doing it, uh, and I think that helped as well. Yeah, so when, um, I guess when you were, when you were doing that kind of binge break, binge break or, or binge later load, I guess, binge later load. Um, were you ever concerned or did you ever find yourself like forgetting stuff that you had learned um, and having to go back and kind of repeat that, those studies? That's one thing that I, I personally am, am always like worried about is if I don't have all the time in the world to do it right now, I worry that I'm going to start and then lose it and have to go back and double back. Yeah. And I, I do that. <laughs> I double back all the time. Um, but I, I think there's value in that too. I think there's value in reviewing what you've learned a little bit later and consistently doing that. I think that's all part of the process. So I think that's just kind of a mindset shift, maybe. <laughs> it's what I tell so myself. What, that's totally fine and normal. <laughs> <laughs> so what what were your uh like what were your friends' reactions when you started thinking, hey, I think I don't I think I'm gonna go from client success to marketing to I'm going to be a hacker. 
Like, were they like, wow, we never saw this coming? Or, you know, were they fully supportive of your journey or kind of like, what was their reaction? Yeah, I, I felt support from pretty much everyone. Uh, family, they they didn't really get it, <laughs> which is understandable. Like, uh, no one is technical in my family. So they were just like, oh, cool. Eyes glossing over, do not care. Uh, <laughs> like, friends as well. Um, I, I remember when I was like going to DEF CON, my best friend, she was like, oh, have fun at your nerd convention. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> and then my, my boyfriend he's a software engineer so he's fully embedded in the tech space and he was really excited for me so um we we never really studied together or anything but he would see me and he's like okay i'm proud of you keep going keep going <laughs> but yeah i mean honestly my friends they didn't really care <laughs> So I made new friends that did. <laughs> there you go. And hence the the importance of community and getting involved with, you know, with others in the community the, to draw. Exactly. Really <laughs> and knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mark, uh, Mark is cracking me up back in Twitter. He says he feels the same way uh, about studying. It's like I've forgotten more about IT than I know at any given time. <laughs> you relatable. Yeah. Very relatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned your managers and there was sort of some some friendly competition um, among you know managers and colleagues. Um, did you feel that, I mean, obviously like, look, we, we're at an IT company, right? We're at an IT training company. So there's probably within INE where you were working at the time, probably a, a little bit of a leg up in terms of like understanding and giving support for that wanting to go pursue something different. but. Um, did you feel that support? And and then I would say to the second part of that question, how important is that getting that buy-in from managers, from friends, from others um, who can support you to like actually completing a journey like this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I felt that support for the most part. Um, of course, obviously, yes, I was working at an IT training company. So that was easier to get that buy-in from my company. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I will say something that was kind of hard to grapple with, but I tried to be honest about was it, the job I was doing wasn't my career of choice. And I, I was I was honest about it, but it's hard to say out loud when you're doing that and that's what you're getting paid to do. And it's just not your passion and you don't particularly want to grow in that area. I often found that I was less motivated sometimes, um, but I was like more motivated outside of work to study more. Um, but th that was a hard balance for me because like I said, I was always very honest, like this, this is not my end goal. My end goal is to be a pen tester. Like I want to be out in the field. So that, that was a bit harder of a balance to strike. Yeah, and, and and kind of once you realize that, right? Like once you realize, okay, this this is, or maybe you knew that going in, you know, this, this is not my dream job. But then once you kind of realize, hey, this, this path might actually be what, you know, the path for me. Um, how did you go about making that transition from marketing to cybersecurity? Um, I know it's well, tough. I know it's tough. I'm not gonna let you off the hook here because even before the show today, you were talking about how hard you worked. And I was, 
I was there sort of on the fringes. So I, you know, I, I really want you to get honest here and candid and, and, and talk about, you know, how difficult that transition was because you even had the support of, of working for an IT training company. Um, but it was, it was no picnic for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was fun. It was fine. It was totally fun. No, I, um, <laughs> The transition honestly started when I was in client success. Um, there was a, a point in time where I was like, I just want to like, I wanted to be done with the business side of things. And I was like, I would just want to go out into the field. I, I, I will <laughs> stop everything that I'm doing now and just apply for jobs. And I didn't do that. <laughs> Instead, um, you know, I talked internally with the leaders and um, it was actually Richard's idea that I moved to the marketing side because I was already fully embedded in the community. So that's how I became, you know, a, a, what even was my title? Consumer communications. <laughs> I was at Richard, by the way, being the CEO, which I, I think yes. is volume for, um, you know, the kind of company that I and E is that, that a, uh, you know, client success rep can go to the CEO and express something like that. And then, and then have mm -hmm. it work. But anyway, just wanted to give that background. So yeah, yes. so, so, <laughs> little plug also, he has told me numerous times that you were completely awesome. And he was like, we'll make up whatever job we have to make up to keep Lily Clark because she's fantastic. So it was very mutual. Um, so yeah. you go and say, all right, this is, this is like kind of not what I'm feeling. You go to your boss or manager, whatever. And, and, and the reaction is, the reaction, yeah. So um, I, I was very fortunate with that. Um, and lesson learned there is be honest with everyone about your intentions and what you want, because you might just get what you want if you do that. <laughs> and so from there, I was able to be in the community more and more. And I kept my intentions stated from the beginning. I want to be a pen tester. And you know, I put that on LinkedIn, on Twitter, wherever, without, you know, undermining my current job. I tried, I tried to be sure not to do that. Um, but from my understanding, how it was told to me was I had put out into the world that I had told my mom that I wanted to be a pen tester. And my current CEO, Dan, uh, he saw that and he said that, and he reached out to me and asked for my resume. And then it was at DEFCON that I had my interview <laughs> with my oh. current manager. <laughs> all right, I wasn't right. working at the time. It was, it was off hours. <laughs> uh, well, I was running a DEFCON for IE. <laughs> all right. All right. No one from IE is going to DEFCON this year. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, but. No, we just hit it off and it seemed like a fit. You know, my skill set seemed to fit into um, what Echelon wanted at the time. And so that's how that first jump happened. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm still just adjusting. You know, um, I will say the hardest part externally, like as far as, you know, socials go and whatever, a lot of people knew me as, you know, a non-technical person i was doing marketing i was doing client success and sometimes people will like say that is to prove that i shouldn't be where i am and whatnot so that's been 
that's been difficult like externally and of course that affects me and my imposter syndrome which i feel all the time because <laughs> i am still new <laughs> um but honestly like my my team has been so supportive and really encouraging and they teach me so much all the time that as far as the job goes itself they've made the transition a lot easier than I would have expected. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I want to, um, so, and I, I'm actually just curious about this. When, um, when you went over, since you had already, since you already had that experience working for an IT company, right? Like, and, and you had some of the lingo, like regardless of whether you had taken courses or not, um, you had some of the lingo down, right? And some of the, some of the industry knowledge, um, in your, in, in, I guess the job that you went over to, which I, I guess your current job, your position, um, is that a, um, an entry level position? Is it a, a mid-level position? Kind of what level did you slide over to? Because you at that point had already been studying for more than a year. You had completed the EJPT. Like what level were you able to start at? I am very much, entry level as far as pen testers go. <laughs> so yeah, my title doesn't say entry level offensive security consultant, but that's what I am. So <laughs> this is my first security job. And um, pretty much that means they're not going to give me a ton of work that I can't do. I have not proven that I can do. Um, but you know, I, I get my hands dirty and I get to work on a lot of projects and I get to learn daily. And that's something that, that you in particular are very good at, right? Like you, you are like a sponge, right? I feel like you just, you soak up everything and then you're so enthusiastic and your um, enthusiasm is very contagious that you then are just able to just, just spread that knowledge everywhere. I'm, I'm looking through some of the comments and um, Armando Peralta says, yes, for imposter syndrome you rock because that is something that, that absolutely everyone feels right. Um, having to overcome that on a daily basis. And certainly when you're making a transition from one job or one career path into another, um, how do you battle that? How do you beat that? I don't know if I'm beating that. <laughs> um, I, I think mostly I just have to recognize it um, and call it out for what it is. Um, no one knows all the answers. Um, I mean, unless you're just a prodigy genius, which there are a few of those people and I respect you and I salute you, but I am not you. Um, but I, I just have to recognize that I don't know all of the things and I can't learn all of the things overnight. And if I'm trying, I am trying to keep up with current trends. I am learning more. I doing my job. <laughs> so I, I just need to keep reassuring myself those daily affirmations in the mirror, but that's that not beating it. There you go. And sometimes that's what it is, right? It's managing it is learning to live with it. It's learning to, uh, to, to battle past it every single day, wake up and say, I am good enough. Um, right. Or, or, or even better than good enough. But you know, a lot of people identify with that. And, um, just looking through the comments, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are, um, are praising you for your candor and for, um, yeah, just saying thank you. Um, 
Rianne, your honesty and transparency is amazing. Cyber Lola, imposter syndrome, probably uh, the only constant presence in our cyber lives. Um, Bob, Bob, yes. Lily stories just shows how INE training can impact our career. It is very relevant um, in the tech industry. And so, you know, the, again, just just to kind of reiterate that, so many people find relevance in what in in your story and um, and in what you've gone through. Uh, Philip Valasquez asked a question I thought was very interesting. Do you find any connections or similarities between marketing and cybersecurity? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I work for a consulting firm. So, I mean, we're constantly marketing on the daily, our services. So that's an innate part of the job. Um, past that, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just kind of always have to have that marketing brain in my opinion, um, that's just part of it. Do you, um, what, what's been so surprising or what has surprised you the most? Rianne asked this, what surprised you the most about transitioning into a more technical role from, you know, from a, from a more business focused role, I guess. Um, honestly, like, this sounds kind of silly, but I was very much expecting that everyone expected me to know everything. Um, and I realize now that I'm in a technical role that that's just not the case and no one knows everything. <laughs> and instead, it's a lot of troubleshooting, <laughs> a lot of figuring it out, a lot of troubleshooting. That I don't know why that's surprising. It shouldn't be because my studies were like a lot of troubleshooting, but professionally, that's where what it is too. And it's just part of the job. <laughs> also, um, something that kind of surprised me, but again, probably shouldn't, is just how supportive and kind and understanding people can be. Um, it's not just those, you know, those larger than life personalities that think they're better than everyone. Um, there's, it's a lot of humble, kind people. You're talking about in the industry or just in your, you know, just, just in general, humanity. Well, I, I guess people that I've worked with, you know, I, I don't feel like people are trying to, you know, test me with gotcha questions or, and I don't know why in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're about to ask me something. I just have no clue about. And it's just not the case. <laughs> and it's like totally fine to say, I don't know. <laughs> and say like, Oh, I, let's figure this out. Or do you have the answer? <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what do you wish you had known before starting your cyber journey? So much more everything. <laughs> I guess you're talking technically because technically I wish I knew it all. <laughs> no, I just mean, just in general, really like, um, you know, do you wish you had known that, that, that it was going to be this hard? Do you wish you had known it, it, it was not going to be as hard as you think? What, like, what do you, and, and it doesn't have to be one thing, but what are some things that like looking at the younger, um, you know, Lily Clark, two years ago, two years and change ago, like what, what do you wish looking back on your journey that someone could have like slipped you a piece of paper and been like, Hey, by the way, you're going to need to know this. Um, honestly, that those night, those binge study nights 
aren't going to end and you really got to learn to enjoy it because that's your life once you're in too. That, that was my biggest thing. <laughs> enjoy that's the process. Awesome. I yeah, I know. I just want to take a second to like, let that sink in because a, a lot of people have been commenting on what you mentioned that binge break, binge break cycle. And, um, you know, appreciate showing appreciation for you being very transparent on it because, um, it sounds like a lot of people are going through the same thing, right? And it can be perceived as unhealthy or it can be perceived as, I mean, even you said it, you know, maybe not the healthiest of habits, but like, but a lot of people identify, a lot of people yeah. identify with it, right? And, and, and it's good to know from your perspective that like, it doesn't stop, right? It keeps going. Right. So, I mean, maybe if you're not in that cycle, figure out what's working for you and keep that. <laughs> Because I can't seem to break out of it. <laughs> I thought, look, it sounds like it's working for you. So um, what, are you, what are you studying right now? Oh, gosh. Um, right now, I don't know. I'm just diving further into the web app stuff. Um, so I actually still use INE. And sometimes I'll just like pull it up and I'm like, what's the new course? What can I, what can I watch? Um, I really liked... Uh, Brian's security engineering course that he came out with recently. And I love um, Alexis's like Log4j course and all that. Like, so I, I try to like keep up with what's happening on there. And then also um, I'm not like doing a concentrated study on it, even though I probably should, but the, the web app course, the web app penetration testing course, um, study that. <laughs> But a lot of it is um, on the job training. You know, a lot of what I'm learning, you know, we'll share a screen when we find something interesting and we'll teach the rest of the team or we'll just show the rest of the team what we're doing. And I've learned so much that way. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I did not think to take that route. I, I wouldn't have thought to take that route. And then I'll like dive into that a little bit. That's interesting. And maybe, um, you know, maybe good advice for others who are watching this and, and whether they're studying or whether they're, you know, like you kind of on the job training um, that I think being, well, I would say from a quasi outsider, being a quote hacker, or being in cyber can be perceived as like a lonely job where you're like at a desk by yourself, like da da da. But it sounds like really relying on the community and on colleagues and this sense of like leaning on one another and really having these strong relationships is, is vital. Yeah. Spot on. And I don't know why I didn't mention that as something that I didn't expect um, because just spot on. I, I think when I was envisioning it, I, I, I feel like I was envisioning someone giving me like a scope in a few days and then saying, okay, see you later. But that's not the case at all, at least not with my team. Um, you know, we are very collaborative. Um, and when we're stuck, we ask each other. We like I and even when we're not testing, we just have a standing call going on all day where we are just building rapport, building our trust with each other, laughing all day. Um, it's a lot more fun than I expected. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that for your biggest surprise. We're gonna, we're gonna gloss over what you said earlier, which I don't remember, but we're gonna say your biggest surprise is it's a lot more fun than you expected, right? Yes, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I just, I think that 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 the perceptions of the industry and and the careers maybe are are very different than than the reality. It sounds like. Yeah. I. I don't know what I, I'm just not sure what I expected. I, I really am not. Um, it's, it's just fun. It, it, it's a, it feels like a healthy day job. <laughs> um, and that's the goal we're all shooting for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not always been the case and, you know, in multiple fields and it's pretty cool feeling Feeling like there's at least some kind of healthy balance there. <laughs> well, congratulations for striking that, girl, because uh, that is that is like the unicorn out there. Um, Armand Narang asks, what are your go-to study strategies? I always feel distracted by different courses while doing another one. That probably makes me feel burnt out pretty soon while studying. And I'm going to add a little something here. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with the, uh, and I, I'm just adding this to show that I am very much relate with Armand. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the eat the frog method of like, like doing things. Right. So I was like, like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I'm going to, all right, I, I'm going to like redo my whole to-do list. Right. This is a thing where you, you, you absolutely put the, the thing that's toughest, right. Your frog, you do it at the beginning of the day. And I sit down on my computer and I literally started Googling how to draw pictures of frogs because I was like, I think I will label my frog first, right? I think <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll label what's my frog. And so I'm like doing, um, and you know, like an hour goes by. I'm like, really, Catherine, really? That's <laughs> not the point of this. So, <laughs> so I get it, right? Like when you're, when you're doing something, like you can get easily distracted by the outside world, by other courses, by other stuff in your job, even when you're trying to focus, you're like, oh, okay, let me just Google how to draw a frog. Um, like, what are, what are your go-to strategies for overcoming these kinds of distractions? Yeah, um, I definitely struggle with that too. I have a very difficult time with focus and prioritizing and just like finishing things. <laughs> I'm pretty... It'd be nicer to be better at that, <laughs> but um, you're right. Uh, something that my coworker recommends all the time, uh, James. Shout out to you. Uh, the Pomodoro method, uh, which is you know sitting down for 30 to 50 minutes with a timer, and then taking that five or 10 minute break, respectively, um, and doing that. Um, I, I guess I'll draw back to my experience with the EJPT and I often talked about how I would binge and then I would take a lot a long break and then I would binge and then take a long break and um, how say I, how I finished that was I took a full month and I was like at the end of this month I am going to take this test and I am going to pass it what do I need to do so Every night after work, I set aside two and a half hours that I was going to do something. I was going to learn something and it didn't matter what it was. I was going to make progress. And 
it had to be in this course because that's what I told myself I was going to do. I have a hard time keeping on one course as well. So <laughs> that's why I'm drawing to this one. <laughs> but um, that's really what worked. And now I'm thinking about it. I should just pick that up again. That's great advice, Lily. <laughs> You know, that's, that's great advice. I think I'll take my own advice there. Hmm. There you have it. Hmm. <laughs> what, what, your was that, done. <laughs> what was the name of that method that you got it? Pomodoro. Pomodoro. So like, it's like a, like a little tomato. Yes. It's the name of one of my favorite restaurants in New York, by the way, Pomodoro's. Totally separate subject. Um, Awesome. All right. So we have another another question in here. Let's see. Um, what has been the most difficult thing to overcome on your journey to working in the cyber industry? It, it sounds like a cop out answer, but it's it's the imposter syndrome, putting myself out there. Um, there's been so many times where I'm like, I don't deserve to say anything. I don't know anything at all. I am just a big dumb dummy just walking around and pretending. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think that's been the biggest thing. Like, you know, anytime I post on say LinkedIn or heck, even Twitter sometimes, I'm like, gosh, who gave me the right? Like, who am I to say I I want to be a pen tester. Who am I to say that I want to go out and do these things? Um, and I think there's times where I just had to like suppress that little part of my brain that told me not to say anything because saying something, communicating and talking to other people is what helped me bridge that gap and make it into the industry. I, I want to get back to that because you've mentioned it a couple of times, how how putting something out there, how you you put it out there. Right. Um, I don't need, I don't know if you did this intentionally or, or if you can look back and say, you know, that was really an important tip. But how important was it to to verbalize and write down your goals and put them out there for the universe to see? For me, I don't think it would have happened otherwise. Um... <laughs> I really don't like so it, it was intentional so back in 2020 um, I actually had this little like list in like how I was going to um, make it into the industry based off of like what I was seeing other people doing and um, one was like writing a blog and like just telling people that I want to be there or else how, how would they know and um just like talking to people in general getting their advice getting their feedback um and then even you know once i was putting myself out there there were people that were coming along that you know maybe were one two three steps behind what i had done that asked for my advice on those first few steps and talking to them and Honestly, a lot of those people surpassed me. So shout out to y'all. Y'all were an inspiration to me. <laughs> and you still are. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just like learning that with those beginners, like my words do hold value at some level. And they're worth saying. And I, I think just having 
that stuff out there obviously increased my visibility, <laughs> which helped me a lot. And I would recommend that to anyone because I, I think something that was a barrier to me as well is I was like, well, there's already so many blogs out there. You know, there's nothing that I can say that hasn't already been said, but I can say it in a way that connects with someone. You know, I, I can say it on this platform that is different than the others and it might cross someone's path that needs to see it. And so just taking that mindset shift as opposed to like, everything's already out there, what's what's the point? And then just changing it a little bit <laughs> helped a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and you, you just in general have a very refreshing way of of viewing things and then of, you know, explaining them. Um, and, I, you know, I could see that passion. I mean, it, listen, it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage, right? It's, it, it takes bravery to put your goals out there long before you achieve them, right? Like looking, looking back, you could say, well, yeah, sure. I mean, I could definitely put out there like two years ago that I would be a pen tester or that I was going to be in cyber or whatever. And, um, you know, now like, look, you, you know, you've managed to do it, but when you're sitting on the other side of it, right? Like this big hill to climb, it can be very intimidating and take a lot of courage to, to vocalize this massive goal that you're trying to hit. Right. It's daunting. It is so daunting. The whole internet can see that. That's scary. <laughs> they can yeah. pull that apart if they want to. Oh yeah, they can. And and you know, I mean, the internet is this is a scary place sometimes. And I don't mean cyber wise. I mean like people wise. Like it's scary, right? Um, but you know, c congrats to you for doing that. Um, for for taking for having the courage to do that and really putting yourself out there. Um, I guess before we wrap up, I just wanted to, um, you know, I just and, and I've kind of already asked this. You know, what advice would you give? You know, someone you know, your younger self or something, but I guess what, is there anything that you would do different in your journey so far? I mean, you're still, you know, you're still at the very beginning, but, but even now, is there anything that you would do differently? This is gonna, it's, it's gonna sound like so dumb, but I just wish I learned more. I wish I, <laughs> such a bad advice because I would like binge and then burn out. But, you know, I wish I had taken better notes. I wish I had a better system for that. Um, and I, I, I wish I had set specific habits that would have allowed me to um, just revisit things more often. <laughs> Take good I notes. That's a great answer. I think that's a great answer, and absolutely, I'm sure helpful for for many people who are watching. You know, we um, we titled this stream "A Seat at the Table," um, and and it was a initially it was called "A Seat at the Table: A Conversation with Lily Clark." And as we were um, as we were kind of finalizing the description and going through and 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 adding subtitles and stuff, I. I don't know why the the line came to me, but I was thinking of you and I was like, we should, as a subtitle, put pulling up your own chair, because that's what I really feel like you have done in this industry. Um, you have not just taken a seat at the table. You've like grabbed and been like, excuse me, I'll be sitting right there. Thank you. Like you, you have not waited for there to be an empty seat. And I, I just have so much admiration and respect for, for the way that you've gone about pursuing your goals. And, um, you know, I, I think I think people can uh, can learn a lot from your story. I really do. Thank you. 
Thanks, Catherine. <laughs> and you're all over social and you're very, very much in community. So I would encourage everyone who's on this stream to follow Lily and engage in community because really this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to her enthusiasm. Give her a give her a glass of wine. She becomes a, a whole different person. No, just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, Lily, is there anything else that you want to uh, want to say before we before we wrap up here? Um, make sure you are using multi-factor authentication on all platforms. <laughs> and you're officially a cyber pro. There you go. See, <laughs> no cyber pro can get off the street without saying that. I love it. I love it. Lily, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and your candor and um, just your personality. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Catherine. I appreciate you. You will be back. You will be back. And thank you to everyone who is watching. Thank you for your comments and your questions. Um, really appreciate you guys tuning in. That's going to wrap up our stream for today. We will be live again next Tuesday, March 22nd for another story you'll want to see. And here's, speaking of familiar faces, we're sitting down with Lola Correno, aka Cyber Lola. She is INE security operations expert. She has a fascinating story. I was blown away when I heard her story. You will be too. She also has some pro tips that you're not going to want to miss. So we're going to sit with down, sit down with her next Tuesday, March 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern daylight time. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the loop for details on our next stream when we do go live and get those notifications that pop up. As always, bring your questions. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.